Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 37, December 10th, 2022. So glad you could make it. The theme, I guess, the overall theme of the cast, Madness cast today is about knowing, knowing people and things and people knowing me and a lot of that kind of stuff. It'll start out a little bit maybe heavier or headier and then drop off into some fun old school MySpace survey questions. Um, I always did enjoy those. I don't even know the the name of this episode quite yet, what I will publish it as, as I am recording now. We'll see what shakes out with that. But it's a it's about knowing, and, and I've thought about this a little bit this week because, um, you know, relationships come and go, and I've known people for a long time, but haven't seen them for a while. Um, some, some people I've, you know, I grew up with and we went to high school together perhaps, or, you know, we were in college together. And then if they see me or talk to me or text me or any of those types of things, relationships that, that, that faded away from people moving or for whatever reason. Um, and then there's this sense that they still think you are who you were and, asking questions with the belief that you didn't change at all. I guess I shouldn't let that bother me so much because there is a certain knowledge of me that was five years ago or two years ago. Um, but when, when people think that they can, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I should, uh, think about this a little bit more. I don't want to say something, uh, too much over the top or anything like that, but it does it bothers me when people don't, don't give me the opportunity to be different. You know, um, I think about Rocky, you know, in Rocky Four, and he, you know, the great speech at the end after he's defeated Drago in Russia, and he says, "If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change," and the crowd goes wild. You know, he solves the Cold War. And I think that's, you know, that's part of it, though, is that we can change. Certainly there are things that that stay the same, habits and implicit type behavior, you know, um, things that are ingrained into our nervous systems and things like that. But even that, those things can change. I've got to believe that my brain, my nervous system can be rewired as much work or effort as it might take because that's part of healing that's part of reconditioning or relearning but i'm i'm not the same as i was I, i'm i'm different than i was 2 years ago because of covid because of lifestyle changes because of this is the third life you know and so i'm experiencing things that i haven't before i see things in a different perspective and though certainly many things are the same not entirely and yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I will fess that 
I, I am increasingly alone. I, and I don't mean that as maybe that sounds sad, uh, but by choice, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, I was going to tell this other story, but I'll, I'll leave that one for another time. But, well, I'll, I'll tell it now because this is a part of me being different. It's a part of me saying things that I, I want to stand up for. For a lot of years, I just play the middle and try to be a, a peacemaker in a lot of ways and don't necessarily take firm stands. And I think that's a really good thing. I mean, I, I see all the positives of that. It's not that I'm afraid. It's just that I know that I don't know everything. You know, as Paul says, the man who thinks he knows does not yet know as he ought to know. One of my favorite Bible verses. Um, but we, we, we like to, we like to know it gives us control. It gives us a sense of security, the mystery, the tension, all that stuff is difficult for us as humans. And so we land on things that lend towards, you know, concrete knowledge, or at least what we perceive as that. So anyway, I had this thing as, as mayor, I had all these people come out, some older folks come out to tell stories. I'll make this a, a short story. Um, but one of the ladies was trying to claim that the, the racial racial history of our town and of, of the South in particular wasn't really that bad. And you know, it didn't really mean anything by the words that they used and all that kind of stuff. And and I pushed back on that. And then the lady got, I mean, come on, man. She says, uh, I know I'm old and I don't know anything. I remember when I was your age and I thought I knew everything too. I mean, come on, man. 45 years old almost. So I told her, I was like, you know, don't, please don't talk to me like that. Um, and that's tough. That's tough to make a stand uh, for things that you believe in when you don't want to ruffle anyone else's feathers. But I guess I've changed what I'm, I don't know. Maybe this doesn't even make sense in the context. It does to me because I, I wouldn't have necessarily done that two years ago. I wouldn't have had that kind of belief in myself. I wasn't a jerk about it. I really wasn't. And that's a different change for me too. Like my whole nervous system didn't kick into gear in terms of defense mode. Uh, Anyway, I'm babbling. But but just to kind of finish up this first part, I I was talking to my students this week about memes and TikTok culture and all of that kind of stuff. And Whatever you you think about the Brittany Griner for the Victor Boot Boat, I don't know how he says his name, the arms dealer. Um, whatever you think about that trade, I, you know we could debate it and we could discuss it and whatever. And if after that you come down with the same opinion, that's fine. I, I'm not really trying to offer an opinion on that, but but my point was is that people do make up their minds immediately because we are so influenced by the, the, the lightning fast tidbits of memory of TikToks, of reels of, of all of that kind of stuff that just hits so quick and then begins to shape a story, a narrative, which isn't really based on anything. There's this emotional pull, you know, most people didn't know, maybe people knew who Brittany Griner was, but I bet a lot of people didn't even know who Brittany Griner was, but I guarantee you, most people didn't know who this Victor Bout guy was. And I bet you they didn't know that this uh, other guy, um, I can't remember his name, Paul, I can't remember his last name, um, the Marine, former Marine who was accused of espionage, who's been in prison for four years. You know, I'm he not was, sure I understand. 
he was in prison for during the end of Trump's term. Sorry, my watch thought I was asking a question. And and so, but not having that kind of knowledge, like after seeing a meme or a retweet of a Cowboys player's tweet, everyone thinks they know the entire situation. And And there's this, you know, there's thousands and thousands of those things coming out probably per week about different issues. And it does create a sense, a gut feeling sense that I know what's going on. You know, I got two students in my third period class and they love to talk about how Republican they are and how they love being red and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but what, what do you mean? Well, we're Republican. Well, what does that mean? It means we're red. You know, we wear red. That's our color. Well, what does red mean? It means we're Republican. It's just a circular thing, but they no doubt feel it in their gut. They definitely have been influenced by TikTokery and memery and all that kind of stuff. But there is an emotional pull to it. There's a there's a tiny bit of perhaps truth or truthiness in there, but there's no foundation to the whole narrative that it begins to create. There's no room for development and understanding that, that you get in a narrative arc. If you think about reading a novel, I, I mean, we're watching a movie. We were watching we were watching The Help. Okay, I, I was I was letting them watch The Help at, at my fourth period class. And really, most of them had seen it, and a couple people hadn't, and they were like, oh, what's about to happen? And everybody wanted to tell what was going to happen, and they they had a very difficult time settling in and being a part of the flow of the narrative. Because there's an, there's an arc to it. You know, we're not static people. We're dynamic. And that's the way that I wish we could understand situations and not just react quickly with with whatever TikTok we saw as we scroll and scroll and and tap and all this kind of stuff. Like, no, people can change, and and regardless of whether they change or not, we're talking about humanity. We're talking about a dynamic situation, and so to to think that you know something because you saw a pithy meme, and you feel that confidence, that that uh, that security right away. It's not really beneficial. I, I mean, we, we've been think about the Grinch. I'm getting more and more adamant about this to, to teach. If I say, "What does it mean to call someone a Grinch?" Then the the association is negative. But that's that's just wrong because the Grinch's heart grew three sizes. You know, he he learned. He's different now than he was when we first met him. He may be still the same in some ways. Maybe he still doesn't like noise. You know, maybe maybe he doesn't enjoy the noise. He doesn't enjoy the flashes and the and the horns. And maybe he doesn't like big crowds even. I, I, whatever. Like so, there's this certain sense that yes, okay, people are going to still be the same. They're going to react the same, perhaps, but. But the Grinch is different. He he's not the same as when we first meet him. He carves the roast beast himself at the end. He has an epiphany. He grows. And why can't we associate that with the Grinch? We love the story because we love how it ends, and yet we still take the Grinch back to what he was before. Oh man, I didn't even mean to say that. But that's probably what I'm sure, not probably, I'm sure that's what I do with people too. I know people do it with me. 
So anyway, anyway, that was a long 12-minute intro. But I, I, I just wanted you to know who I am. And in a lot of ways, if you listen to this podcast, which, man, there was a huge burst of people, <clears throat> like up 300% this past um, several weeks. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe I'm maybe I'm finally taking off, averaging like 37.8, you know, uh, listeners per episode. So, uh, but I, I wanted to get back into this uh, idea of of questions and 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 who am I and all this kind of stuff and what is what does it mean to be me and and I'd love to hear your answers to these questions too. If if ever this becomes a, a running dialogue with other people, that would be amazing. But I found this thing in Women's Day. No, 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 not Women's Day. Uh, it was womenshealthmag.com. I found 200 questions. Women's Day magazine is where I found that liver cleanse uh, a long time ago, right? When Sarah and I got married, I was going to do a liver cleanse. And so I was drinking a bunch of vegetable broth all day. Then I got really hungry and uh, our friend Jeremy Berger came over and and he and Sarah were making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like right in front of me at midnight after I'd been cleansing my liver all day. So I broke down and had one too. That was Women's Day. Womenshealthmag.com, though, has the, uh, has the questions, and there's 200 of them, and, and so I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to um, answer a couple here, and then we'll have a quick halftime, and then I'll answer about a dozen or so more. Uh, we'll see how far we get, and then, I don't know, I'm just going to maybe take these 200 questions for a ride over the next couple of weeks, um, unless I come up with something else. But number one is, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Um, and I'll tell you that today is, is the day off that I'm, that I'm taking. And I went this morning, I woke up, I did my morning routine, my stretches and my meditations and had my green tea and lit my brand new candles that I just got from candle day from bath and body works. I got orange and ginger and this other one is so good. It's applewood and clove. And then I went to uh, Spindale to get a massage from the best ever of all time, um, Aaron. And uh, then came home, quick lunch, to the car wash. I love to keep my car washed. And then over to Hannah's Coffee Shop for a, a, a black coffee and a blueberry scone, blueberry. Uh, to work on my podcast, write a few more thank you notes to the businesses in town. And here I am recording a podcast and later we'll watch West Wing and maybe even some soccer ball. We'll see. But that's a favorite way to spend the day off. Um, what type of music am I into? I think you probably know that. I mean, mostly what I listen to is fish. And I mean, really, like it's it's on all the time. Um, whatever. Grateful Dead, Jason Isbell, classical, jazz. I like music. I do like music. I don't like country anymore, or especially modern country. It's awful. And uh, like pop music in general, not too good. What was the best vacation you ever took and why? This one was tough. I pre-read some of these and this one's tough because I've had a bunch of good vacations. You know, the one where we drove around the country before Sam was born, that was pretty sweet. Um, but I, I think the best vacation, I'll say at least this time, this answer probably changes every time, but I think it was 2018. It might have been 19. But I think it was 2018 when we all drove up, the five of us drove up to um, Chicago and Milwaukee, and we went to the Cubs game, several Cubs games at Wrigley, saw a walk-off homer, saw Hamilton in Chicago, went to Milwaukee and, and saw them, 
the the Braves actually play in, in Milwaukee and went to a bunch of cool restaurants there. Love Milwaukee. Um, so I'll probably say that one is the best one. Where's the next place on your travel bucket list and why? I've been trying to keep this one a secret, but I don't think the people that I'm trying to keep it a secret from actually listen to the podcast. And so the next place on my travel bucket list is Madison Square Garden. I've never been to Madison Square Garden called the greatest arena in the world. And um, there's a, there's, you know, they call it MSG and, and Fish has a song called Y-E-M, You Enjoy Myself. And so Fish nerds call it YMSG. And uh, they typically play there for New Year's, haven't since 2019 for obvious reasons. And uh, so I'm interested in going up to Madison Square Garden to see a couple of fish shows, uh, maybe at the end of December. Um, see if we can pull it off. Uh, let's do one more and then we'll take halftime. What are your hobbies and how did you get into them? You know, this one's tough for me. I don't think I have hobbies. I think my hobbies are listening to music and going to see music. You know, like I can't wait till the fish dates drop and I'm going to see Acoustic Syndicate Thursday. I'm sorry, Friday at uh, Barley's in Spindale. And, you know, I'd love to see Mandolin Orange now called Watch House. I'd love to see them again when, when I get a chance. Um, but I, I don't think I have hobbies. Is that sad? Maybe that's sad. Well, I do have a, a bit of a, a handyman update here. Um, I, I fixed Sydney's car headlight. And you may say that wasn't very difficult. And honestly, it wasn't. But I didn't know how to do it before. And I just learned how to pop that little thing right out. And uh, went to the hardware store and got me another one. And popped that sucker right back in. And now the... Uh, now the headlight works just right. I've got to get some of that. I think I'm going to get some of that Cerakote stuff to polish up the the wind, the the headlight shields, you know, because they're pretty foggy on the old 2012 Camry. And so uh, when Sydney begins to drive that one here in just a couple of months, when she gets her license, I want her to be able to actually see in the dark and things like that. Pretty proud of that. Um, another uh, maintenance update, kind of is the next time I the next time I podcast here next weekend I will have gone to the eye doctor and man I don't know I'm not exactly looking forward to it but uh you know especially when I look at my phone and then I try to look up at the TV or something from far away it's definitely fuzzy and it wasn't even like that just a couple months ago and so uh, I guess I'm getting old or something but I've, I've mentioned how I don't enjoy going to the doctor and that is true also for the eye doctor. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a good step for me. I'm exact. This is part of rewiring uh, my nervous system, I hope. And so we'll see that something that I cannot handle in terms of having to be a handyman is when one of those little red ones, those notification dots pop up on one of the apps and then it won't go away. Like you can't clear it. I don't like it. I can't like, don't, I just can't leave it there. I can't imagine who you people are that leave 1,653 emails up and that little red number is just sitting there all the time. And how do you even, how do you even take a deep breath with that? And so I had, it was on Gmail this past week and I didn't want to delete the whole app because it would have been a, a huge process signing back in. But man, I mean, I'm restarting the phone. I'm like, I bet I deleted and swiped up and like, 
20, I did it 20 times to get that little red one to go away. So anyway, if anybody has any uh, advice on that. All right, how about a couple more questions here with the 20-minute mark? Go about 10 or so more minutes. Um, see if I can find a good place to stop. But on number six, what was your favorite age growing up? I, you know, I'm going to take the cheap way out and uh, and say that this is my favorite age. Like 44 has been pretty cool, man. It just has. And I'm, I'm excited about 45. Like I am settling into the third life. And been some huge challenges, you know, some huge challenges that uh, that we've had to face as a family, as as a as a people, you know. And I don't mean to say that everything's been easy, and it certainly hasn't. But I just feel I feel like me, you know, and and um, maybe more me than I have in in quite a long time. So I, I mean, I, there are a couple of ages, you know, certainly later high school, those last couple of years, the nine, six running things. That was a great time, man. It was just a great time. Um, but, uh, I'm going to cheat and say my favorite age growing up is that I'm still growing up. So I'm going to go right now. The last thing I read was, I guess, Wendell Berry's, um, latest book. I read Thich Nhat Hanh every morning. Um, I did read a quote the other day that I thought was really awesome on my friend's Insta story that said nothing divine is desperate nothing divine is desperate and i think that's a good word um i I have been looking into get you know like what's some good fiction that i can get um i don't really want to reread anything but i'm so i'm always nervous to pick up something that maybe i won't like so if anybody has any recommendations about some good fiction like i'm talking about some good fiction i don't want some teenage drama or whatever i didn't like divergent that was dumb but uh, anyway, uh, would you say you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? Yeah, I'm definitely an introvert. I don't know if I always thought that. Um, but, you know, we were talking about just the other day, even when I, we were hosting big groups, when we were like college pastors or when we were like helping to be in charge of, of the church functions and all that kind of stuff. When big groups of people were over here at the house, I was always kind of back in the back, like staying off to the side. Um, looking for smaller conversations and less chaos. Um, I love being mayor. I really do. But it takes me a minute to get psyched up to go to events. Um, and then you got to kind of put on that mayor face. I'm not faking. I don't really do that very well, um, the faking part. But it is, it is, I, I, it's not really draining. But I definitely like to come back and sit here in my nook in my special blue chair with my orange ginger candle going. So I'm definitely an, an introvert in those in those ways. What was the last TV show you binge watch? We're we're hitting two of them right now. Uh, we're watching West Wing. Uh, we watch at least an episode about every night. Uh, the four of us, and and when Sam gets back on Tuesday, we'll we'll start watching. You know, we'll pick up with him. But man, what a great show! I, I can't imagine that there's a better show. You can try to convince me, but but another great show that I forgot about that Sydney that I'd forgotten about, and Sydney and Isaac have been watching. Is Boy Meets World, and I mean, you know, I remember Topanga being a good actress when I was younger, and all that kind of stuff. But it just is really funny and ahead of its time, like taking on some issues that um, would be that you would think maybe would be more today, but uh, but funny and great characters and good 
good stories and all that kind of stuff each each time. Uh, this one's funny. Are you into podcasts or do you only listen to music? You know what? I'm I'm not into podcasts, and I don't know what that what that means about me. I don't listen to other podcasts um, because if I'm not listening, like if if I have time to be listening, I want to be listening to music. Um, so I very rarely listen to any other podcast. I mean, very rarely. Do I have a favorite holiday? Why or why not? I don't have a favorite holiday. I like time change. I like Boxing Day when the Christmas chaos is over. Um, New Year's is fun. I'm I'm working on Christmas this time. I think I'm doing a good job. I got my Christmas llama sweater. I've been wearing it pretty good. Um, I don't. Are there other holidays? Like, I just like days. I don't know. Uh, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Man, that is crazy. Isaac says that the uh, nothing bunt cakes, the vanilla, is the best thing he's ever had in life and that he wants that to be his death row meal. Um, along with uh, mozzarella sticks and chicken tendies, I think is what he went with. But I guess I would go with like chicken, like grilled chicken tenders, maybe. But if, if that's the only one I get to choose, maybe I'd go with the cachava smoothie. I don't want to have to have just one food for the rest of my life. Do you like going to the movies or prefer watching them at home? Not really a movie guy, but uh, I do like watching the Marvel movies at the place, um, at the theater. And so I guess I'd say prefer going to the movies. What's your go-to guilty pleasure? I had to look up what guilty pleasure meant. Um, and I definitely take selfies. I'm a selfie guy. And uh, I don't know what that says about me. Almost 45. But I'm definitely a selfie guy. And so I guess that's my go-to one. I don't know what other guilty pleasures are. Like I don't watch Hallmark movies or anything like that. Um, I don't really like binge eat ice cream or stuff like that either so mm -mm. i guess i'm i guess the one that's taking selfies or something how old were you and you had your first celebrity crush and who was it Whew. i don't know i don't know about that one topanga's definitely in there i guess and uh natalie merchant i've talked about that one i guess i had some crushes meg ryan from top gun that was a good one um, what's one thing that can instantly make your day better? You know, like I'm a sucker for affirmation. Um, something I probably need to talk about, about my need for affirmation. And um, I need to believe more in myself. I've talked about that the last couple of months. But like somebody leaves me a, a note or sends me an encouraging text, like that's that's fuel for my soul, man. And um, one of my students, Braden, just got into medical school. And he brought, uh, he came by the school to let me know. and. Uh, they used to leave during lunch, I guess. Maybe they weren't supposed to, but they did. And they would bring me back a, a caramel milkshake when I had them in in class four or five, six years ago. And uh, Braden brought me a caramel milkshake from Cookout. And uh, man, I was only going to eat a few bites of that thing, but then I just devoured it. But with just a, a note about from his from his mom, even 
but yeah, you know, like those notes, like the Ava Brothers card that I got from Mary Beth or just a, a text about ah, those things make my day better, man. They really do. Uh, especially when it's, when it's from a student. Do I have any pet peeves? Mm, so many pet peeves. I need to, I need to lighten up. Uh, I'm not as bad about the driving stuff anymore. Although, um, I don't really like it when people tailgate me for sure. I don't like it when people chew with their mouth open. Come on, man. I don't like it when people crunch ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't enjoy that. Uh, we'll stick with those. We'll do a couple more and we'll wrap it up. Maybe see if we can get to 25. Um, which meal is your favorite, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? I- I'm going to go with breakfast, man. I love that cachava smoothie that I have every morning. It's just so good. Blueberries, spinach, avocado, all frozen up together with a couple scoops of the cachava, the jungle food, and then some water in there. Blend that sucker up. Oh, man, so good. And makes me feel good, too. What song always gets you out on the dance floor? Oh, man, I started singing, uh, what was that? Apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur, with the fur. I started singing that one in class the other day, and a bunch of my students were, um, they, they chimed in, and, and one of them said, uh, Mr. Thomas, is that, that the one that uh, used to get you out on the dance floor at the club? And I was like, nah, I'm more of a DJ, Rob Bass. What a Rob DJ Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock was that it? You know, it takes two to make a thing go right. That one always got me out on the on the floor at Cool World, and they're like, "Oh wow, that was a long time ago." So, anyway, I guess it takes two is an oldie now. What activity instantly calms you? I have learned to breathe, but but walking at the river is is this one for sure. Ideally, how would you spend your birthday? Ooh, I mean, you know, at a fish show, but at the house, you know, at the house with my with my kids and my my wife, like giving me their little, you know, their little gifts that they come up with, and putting a candle in the middle of like a tiny cheesecake or something like that. Jane would make a cheesecake for me sometimes. Heather made me a creme brulee a couple times. Um, Ryan's made me some cool cakes. Um, I think I'll make my own pie this time. I'm going to make me a, a good pie. I like pie. Um, 45 coming up. Uh, I'm definitely going to be listening to the playlist that I create. What do you do on your commute to, to and from work? It's not much of a commute, just five minutes. Um, but Sydney rides with me to and from school. We listen to the Abbott brothers usually. Um, after we get rolling just a little bit and we wake up enough, then we usually sing together. Uh, and then we notice the fog or the sunrise or whatever, the frost on the fields. We notice those things together without really talking about it, but, but I know that it's happening. And then we get to the parking lot and hopefully they've saved my parking spot. Uh, and I'm always happy about that. And so that's what we do. Um, they're my favorite season. Mm. I mean, I'm a moderate kind of guy in terms of seasons. And so I, I guess I'm a, I think fall, I think fall, maybe spring. I like seasons. I'm glad they change. The phone app that I use the most is probably Sirius XM, fish radio, you know, but I have live fish and I'm, uh, I got back on the be real a little bit. Um, I definitely deleted some people. So if I deleted you, it's no big deal. 
just my family. I just like seeing those people, but I don't really, I'm not really trying to get into all that. Um, but yeah, um, that's, uh, uh, let's get to 30. Would you rather cook or order in order in for sure? Um, what's your favorite board game? Sorry. I love, sorry. I love, sorry. I love winning. I love winning, man. I love winning, but I like beating you and sorry. That's uh, that's my favorite thing. How do I take my coffee? Uh, I take it in a cup and then walk out the door with it. Is that? Nah. Um, I'll take it black. I like it. And I'm only drinking it about once, really on the weekends. I'm a weekend coffee guy now. And so the caffeine, and I've got it going right now. It's really got me jazzed up. So um, my most prized possession and why. Let's, uh, let's end with this one, even though this was number 29. I've been thinking about this one, and, and there's a couple things that I could say. You guys know I love my blower, my Black & Decker blower. I need a new battery for it, um, but I do love that thing. Um, you know, the JBL speaker or, oh man, you know, I could say a bunch of things. But what I'm going to say that my prized possession is is about this $5 turtle necklace that I bought for me and Isaac. And I wear it. He doesn't even really wear his much, but I wear mine every day underneath my, my shirt. And it just reminds me of, of the long, slow, but rewarding struggle that, um, that we've all been through over the past couple of years. But there's a connection that this reminds me of, um, that, that when I feel it, you know, right close to my heart, I guess, uh, on my chest, there's a connection that it reminds me of, of who we are and how we have grown and how we are not the same people that we were a couple of years ago, you know, three sizes that day. Well, thanks for listening to me babble on and on about nonsense. And, uh, I appreciate you listening. I really do. Um, Thanks for the comments that you that you drop via Instagram usually. And uh, yeah, brought to you by the Church of Six. It's a real thing. By the Bucket of Life. By the Foundation Tower of Stone. By the Magic Rock. By the Wall of Belief. And by the Token of Hope. This too shall pass. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.